Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up next, more thought crimes from the Social Rejects Club on The Boiler Room here on Alternate Current Radio. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Boiler Room. Hope everybody's well out there tonight, today, tomorrow, wherever, whenever you might be. It is April the 14th of 2022. Right here, right now, while we're live at alternatecurrentradio.com, spreaker.com, and mixcloud.com. Rockfin, don't worry, we're coming for you. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be late to the show, but we'll be there. All right. Uh, let's see here. Yes, welcome back to the show. AlternateCurrentRadio.com, as I said. Do check us out over there. Uh, you can find all of our support links over there at Alternate Current Radio if you just click in the main menu, the hamburger menu. You've heard us mention this before. Some of you... Uh, May not have used a hamburger menu before, but most of you have. They're pretty common these days. But uh, up there in the upper right of our website, you hit those uh, those three lines right there, your hamburger, and uh, you can have the Listen Live link. Uh, had someone ask me before the show tonight, how do I listen live? There you go. It's in that main menu there. Uh, and also, our Donate slash Support link is up there in the main menu. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that because we're having a special uh, party on April the 20th. That's right. On 420, the Boiler Room is going to gather and uh, we're going to kick our shoes off. This is not going to be a no no shirt, no shoes, no service sort of night. This is going to be a uh, no shoes sort of night and uh, anything goes. So uh, we're going to we're going to see if we can break the swear jar, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We'll do light and loose. We won't bring you uh, you know, a full magazine of black pill information, and uh, we'll see if we can't uh, have a little bit of fun. And uh, we are going to try to raise a little bit of money for Alternate Current Radio here, for the Boiler Room, and for our endeavors moving forward into the next phase of our business development. But uh, we'll tell you more about that as we get closer to it. Just know that on Wednesday, April 20th, that's uh, six nights from now, we're going to have a little bit of fun out here in the boiler room. We got uh, uh, some some new videos we're going to premiere that night. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a festival. So, uh, Ruckus, are you going to be there? Is it uh, blocked off on your calendar? Fuck Yeah. There's a little uh, preview for everybody. Yeah. See, All right. The swear jar shall runneth over that evening. So, um, yeah, please keep that in mind. Um, for every dollar uh, that you help participate, not only helps advance us uh, in the future as a network, um, 
and helping awaken others and uh, expand what we're doing here in our mission. Uh, but it also brings you more F-bombs than you've ever heard before on the ACR. <laughs> yes, that's right. I can hardly contain them right now. I want to start effing dropping them, but I'll hold it back for next week. We're going to have a little bit of fun there. Ruckus will be with us. Mindspace, will you be with us next Wednesday, the evening of 420? The only carpet bomb that is acceptable. Yes, I'm going to be there, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a good time. Uh, you know, just making it happen here, throwing whatever into the witch's brew that is the Boiler Room Mastermind uh, as we've we've got so many great personalities and voices here to contribute. And we're always focusing on the news and politics and what's there, but uh, it'll be nice to just be kind of, you know, chill and we can just talk about whatever and uh, hopefully that'll be good for the listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll find uh, some way for the listeners to interact too. Uh, so you guys will be able to interact with us while we, uh, while we hang out and I'll see, uh, see what we can drum up as far as maybe some uh, extra guests, some special guests, we'll see if we can't uh, entice some other people out to the party with us, but uh, yeah, going to be a good time. What about you, Chopper? Are you going to be able to join us on uh, 420 for the uh, 420 uh, swear jar smashing festival? <laughs> I'd like to. Sounds like fun. You know, I'm going to be like, well, I don't know, man. I'm just going to have to see. And <laughs> hey, spoken like a true 420 warrior. You just play it by ear, bro. It'd be a lot cooler if you did show up, though, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll worry about that later. That's right. Schedule? What's schedule? We'll talk about that later. All right, man. Cool. Uh, we know you'll be there if you can, uh, and it will be fun. So we'll look forward to it. Heck yeah. All right, cool. And uh, Infidel Pharaoh is with us as well. Infidel, uh, I hope you can join us uh, next Wednesday, man. Yeah, man, I have a bottle of bourbon that I haven't opened yet. So I will open that in that show and I might even do it topless. All right, excellent. Okay, looking forward to it. And uh, Spore, I know you'll be there. Spore's ready to be there. She can weigh in if she wants, but uh, we know she'll be there for sure. She's excited. I'll be there. You will? Okay, yeah, good. that's right. Of course. <laughs> All right, cool. Couldn't do it without you. All right. Well, uh, as we, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, thanks to Odd Man Out and uh, Mr. Mark Anderson for joining us tonight. Uh, if you joined us late, uh, you'll want to check out the podcast because in the first hour we had Mark Anderson, uh, we had Odd Man Out, and we had a good time there. It got pretty interesting. So, all right. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's move into the realms of, uh, of uh, liberal tears, uh, whiny tears, the whiny tweety tears of Twitter tonight. Um, we last week, uh, Infidel, you had to uh, bail out last week before we got to answer your question. But last week before you left, uh, you asked us during the break, are we going to talk about Elon buying up uh, stocks over at Twitter? And uh, in your, in your uh, stead, I did ask everybody that. So we kind of went briefly around the room last week about um, him buying 9% or whatever, you know, controlling amount of Twitter stock. And some things have changed since then, uh, just in that week here. So we are now at the point where um, uh, Elon is actually threatening to buy the entire platform, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much the uh, overhead view here, right? Yep, that's right, my friend. The, today he uh, he gave them an offer to buy it for uh, forty six billion dollar or forty eight. I don't remember exactly. It might be two billion dollar off. But uh, uh, yeah. what's what's a couple billion when you're up into the you know tens of billions, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, 
It's interesting. Stre- his stretches is interesting too, like how he's twisting their arms. Like, but I give you a cash offer or I'm going to dump my stock and crash it. So. Oh, man. Yeah, and he's some sort of... Somehow we've ended up in this weird world where this guy has not only become a wizard of space and the wizard of electric cars, now he's the wizard of the stock market too, I guess. Yeah. Interesting wizardry. The well, wizard of free speech too. Yes, okay, maybe. Well, let's just think about that one for a minute here. Let's go through some of the tweets. I'm going to thank... Uh, Gosh, who sent me this? I'm sorry. I can't remember who sent me this or where I found this, but it's great. Uh, so there's a, a Twitter thread here, um, at thoughtcrime underscore underscore underscore. Great name, by the way. Uh, so uh, this Twitter user says, Twitter users having a meltdown over Elon's offer to purchase the company. A thread. Number one. Here we go. Let's let's take some examples here. Let's see what, what uh, Pam Keith esquire has to say oh boy you know i said we weren't gonna ruckus i said i wasn't gonna break the swear jar here but i'm gonna be reading the the lamentations of the liberal npcs on twitter over this so they get very mad and they have to swear so i'm sorry we're just gonna have to like start right now i don't say it's gonna happen because i can't read this uh i can't read pam keith esquire's tweet without reading it quote dear elon fuck off your ego is way bigger than your judgment, and your money doesn't make you a decent leader of a damn thing. You run a racist company, and I will never let my words drive your bottom line. I'll be doing all I can do to convince liberals not to butt your shit. What? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. And that was in re- response to Elon's tweet that just simply said, I made an offer. All right. Well, let's see what uh, user uh, Otto von Wienerberger says. Nothing would make me delete Twitter faster than Elon buying it out. Uh, and then Thought Crime replied, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And then Otto says, enjoy Twitter's social autonomous driving edition. <laughs> uh, I love you all, but I'm 100% out if Musk takes over. Uh, let's see here. There are so many of these. He could do so much good with $41 billion, but because the GOP gives those tax breaks, this is what we end up with. Mad Men. Someone else. And that will be the day I delete my Twitter. Oh my gosh, this thread just goes on and on. Twitter is just alight with this. Here's a three-for-one special. I would literally delete my account and never come back. Another one, uh, response to that one. Good. More people will join with less uptight and pro-censorship folks like you. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. They put they put a man on the moon. Can't they put Musk there permanently? Uh, these are... Uh, Got him. They just go, right? <laughs> no! He'll reinstate the former and who else was banned? <laughs> right? Is there anything these people don't get outraged at? It's like it's the, this mob of plebs that are just all scattered around the Twitter sphere, you know, ready to uh, throw their comments in like anybody cares about if they leave the platform or not. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's like, okay, just go, you know, be a responsible adult, go somewhere else, go to a different platform. Um, it just seems like a ploy to, you know, vent their frustration of about something else 
and then you know get it some attention for it exactly and and this guy says something similar to that he says why are you people announcing you're deleting Twitter if this if this happens? It would matter if this happens. Those cancel tactics don't work in this situation. Stop pretending like you will ever give up your access to quote-unquote important people, which is why those cancel tactics even worked. So that's pretty funny right there. You start thinking about the way that uh, the, the platform here has enabled uh, these types of people to cancel other people that they don't agree with. Uh, it's just like, well, you know, there's two sides to that coin, folks. Well, I was wondering if in there you found a tweet by uh, the Washington Post columnist Max Boot. Oh, do tell us what Max Boot tweeted. I'm familiar with that account. I'm curious. Well, actually, in a column, uh, he said that he is, quote-unquote, frightened by the idea of billionaire Elon Musk buying Twitter and assuming control of the social media giant. He said, quote, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less, end quote. Um. Tell me you don't believe in free speech without telling me, literally, you don't believe in free speech. There you have it. Can't make this up, folks. But yeah, and only when you lose free speech, you will be in the true democracy. That's, that's, yeah. that's a message. How's, how's that working out for you, folks? Right, yeah. Is that working out great? Um, I just ran across... Uh, you were just finishing reading it, and it came up in the same thread here. It's, that's just amazing. Wow. Yeah, this thread is... You want to uh, get even creepier, dude? I, I had a... I'm not making this up. I had a dream last night that I, pr I prepared like a show. This is my life, right? But I was making a show where the show was me just reading Elon Musk tweets and his threads, and I had all of you guys doing the voices of all the the people... And I was doing the Elon Musk. Yeah, so, yeah, never mind. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We can try, try that in 420. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, dude, the shit that guy tweets is unbelievable, man. And it moves mountains sometimes, right? Like, we've seen what it does in the crypto uh, arenas. We've seen what it does right. in the Wall Street arenas. That's more Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. That's more important. And he's not stupid. I mean, this guy's a smart dude, okay? He might not be like a smart, you know, whatever. Anyways, but say what you will about the guy. He's he's obviously smart, okay? So he knows what the hell he's doing. So he, he'll get up there and he'll tweet about like Dogecoin, for instance. And because uh, he loves Dogecoin, the meme coin, because he thinks it's a joke. He thinks it's funny. He's like, wouldn't it be funny if Dogecoin became the money of the world? For real, so whatever. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of speculation, of course, uh, that he might monetize Twitter with using Dogecoin. Uh, but the thing is, he did recently become a large shareholder in Twitter, so he has a dog in this fight. And rumors and news move the markets, and he moves the markets. So just the, the, the simple rumor or the fact that people are talking about the possibility of him, you know, outright buying Twitter moved the stock so he he made money and he's in a lot of control and power and he, he's got these people like right where he wants them right like he, he's made this offer to, to buy twitter 
Um, but if, if they don't, he might be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to dump all my stock. You know, and that's great if he wants to play, you know, he wants to pussyfoot around with uh, Twitter. That's one thing. But he's fucking with people's lives when he does this kind of thing. You know what I mean? People follow him obsessively. And there are, there's a good chance that people have invested a lot of money, is what I'm saying, into Twitter or into these plays based around this, this uh, what, this overgrown child billionaire spoiled piece of shit. Because that's really all he is at the end of the day. He doesn't really honestly care about you or I. If he truly believes in free speech, let's see. If he acquires Twitter, and I want to put him to the test. I want everyone to go up there and talk absolute shit about him, expose him, dig out his past, accuse him of everything and anything, do whatever you can that would piss him off personally, and let's see if it sticks, you know? Yeah, that's a great point, man. I mean, he could quite literally just be playing with with people, like a lot of people, you know, messing with their financial world for for what? For shits and giggles or for I don't know, uh social flexing, political flexing, technocratic flexing, uh I guess I could say oligarchic flexing right now since he's one of, if not the richest individuals on the planet right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, MySpace, what about you, man? What do you, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I could keep going. This Twitter thread just keeps going, dude. It's absolutely insane. It's. I'm, I'm thinking of like in, in a tribe or something where you have like the totem. And the totem is where everybody puts all their bad energy and juju. Okay, so it's all being mapped on here to Mr. Musk, who is, I guess, whatever you want him to be at whatever time preference you feel. At one moment, he's a hero and he's fighting for uh, going to space and being futuristic, building a, a fucking space colony on Mars where we can eat, you know, synthetic bugs. I mean, you know, that's basically the vision of how this guy is some sort of futurist. So whatever he does, people are just going to lap it up. Uh, or like in this Twitter thread, they'll use it, you know, to, um, I don't know, just get a little bit of clout. You know, it's like people feel like something is happening if they involve themselves in uh, a, a decision that is, you know, it's, it's just like these people, they don't, like uh, Ruckus was saying, like they kind of toy with everybody's lives. They just say these things. They just pontificate about, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? And it really stirs the the bee's nest of society. And it's like, you know, people should um, exercise some more restraint and not care so much about what these mega wealthy people are are necessarily um, doing because not not because it won't have some effect but you can't control that you know so don't pretend like you really have a stake in it and how many people are just sort of like you know uh f along for the ride and they sort of like view elon musk as if um on the other side of the coin like he's a hero uh of some sort it's just sort of baffling you know i think people nowadays are like very desperate I, I genuinely think the population is very desperate and wants things to happen. So it's like something, you know, we feel like something is happening here. Uh, and what are all those people doing? You know, well, they're, they're self-proclaimed lefties. 
Like, okay, I'm sorry, but <laughs> the level of misery you're already living in at that point. Yeah. I mean, if this, all you, all you have left is to, uh, throw a, a Twitter comment in there. So I, I'm just nauseated by the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, chopper. Uh, it's, isn't it just astounding, absolutely astounding how this thread illustrates the, the absolute horror and fear that these people have of free speech. I mean, I, I just, what is this? Who, what, what, I don't know. It's just amazing to me. Yeah, no, that that's kind of what I'm sitting here thinking. Like from my perspective is first of all, who, who thinks that Elon Musk is, is going to be some kind of hero of free speech in the first place? Like, I guess, cause he said that at some point, I don't, I'm not really sure where you get this from. Cause even if he did say that, like, I'm not going to first thing I'm think, Oh yeah, it's, he's going to make Twitter awesome and free speech and social media and save it and fix it. Like I don't understand that perspective. And at the same time, the, these people on this thread that you're reading are, they're so incensed by free speech. I guess they're all upset about it that, Oh, we can't let have people have free speech. It's going to ruin it. And, it's funny before you got to it. I'm like, how many of these people are going to threaten to leave Twitter? That that's awesome. Go ahead. See ya. Like whatever. <laughs> right. Like, please. Yeah. Like nobody cares. Like you said, and, and, and you kind of answered my question about who thinks just because if he does buy it, that it's going to mean one thing or other, whatever that might be, or how you feel about it is maybe what you were saying, mind space about, um, people want change like they 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 want something to happen or feel like they could have an effect towards it or whatever so like so so maybe you got some people sitting here like yeah he's gonna make twitter real free speech okay and then you got other people upset by it but they still get now they get something to outrage on which as you also pointed out these people have nothing else to do but rage about stupid shit honestly because even if 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 Twitter and Elon do affect some people's lives, like Ruckus is saying to the point about stocks, like I don't even relate to that because I don't have any money on the stock market or Twitter. I couldn't give a fuck about that, to tell you the truth. And I couldn't give a fuck what these people do or what they say or what company he buys. Like the bottom line is like he said, I can't do anything about that. I don't care. What I can affect is out around me and in my immediate area and think, surroundings. Chopper, think about the collective time that is wasted by the population of the earth hanging on the words of these e-celeb millionaire billionaires. Like it's I mean, mind numbing, how, dude. How many civilizations could we have built by now? We could have had the Renaissance 3.0. Uh, <laughs> we could have revived the soul of our dying society right now. It's like, you know, this is, the misapplication is what I call the misapplication of the will. That, that's really where we're at in society. And, and it's, this is part of it is this um, to partake in that machine. It, it, it robs you of your time and your energy and, and things that you could be doing something better. So I would even get maybe a little further. Like it's, it's taking part of your soul, dude, to, to invest that much into it, to, it hurts so much. I got to rage on Twitter about Elon or whatever it is they're upset about. It's, this, this is a basic thing. People don't know what to do in order in, in terms of like actually being productive anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like all of us on this call, we come together 
you know, we meet, we talk, we collaborate. Obviously, you see the spectacular website up there, everything, all the time and effort that's been put into that. You know, we're building something here. Let, let's set that in contrast to your average Cheeto-eating Twitter user, lefty, liberal, <laughs> outraged hard. I, I mean, it's not even a comparison, you know, and it's like how many of these people are just festering in our society, like just in this toxic, passive, but outraged state where it's like nothing, nothing gets done, even though let's be, let's be honest, guys, <laughs> there's plenty to do mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like this. <laughs> and, and by the way, this goes for people being outraged on Twitter just as much as it goes for nasty comments in the alt media sphere, you know, mm-hmm. towards creators I, and so on. It's like, I, I was even going to say, and even and take it to the guy that's sitting there sucked into Fox news and getting upset at Biden. You know, it's like, that's where they want you, bro. They want you there stewing in that and being upset over that. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing to actually contribute to make something happen? You know, not just to be outraged. And you don't have, like you were saying about, you know, the Fox listener, because we think this is two sides, right? No, it's not. It's it's the same problems manifesting in different spheres. It's just, it happens to be, do you follow this sphere? Do you follow that sphere? Which one are you hooked into? It, um, yeah, it's like they have all these different um, narratives to get people caught up in. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like, okay, I play some Call of Duty, right? And what, how they make money now is they'll sell you like skins and little weapon packs and cool stuff, right? So you can have a cool costume for your guy running around. They got one for everybody, bro. Like, I don't care what you are, what you're into. You name it, dude. You scroll through there. You might find two or three that you'd be, oh, I need to rock that, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you name it. You could LARP it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to make sure that you have the LARP. But we'll never actually help to get you into that state where you are productive. And, and that's, you know, for all for all that we do in talking about this stuff, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I think about. It's like, well, what's going to change the world? Like, it's going to be helping to facilitate that change within people that's going to bring out, you know, their creative capacities, their, their um, motivation for productivity. And I think we just have a, a very demoralized society that's almost like grossly living on life support of outrage culture. I feel like people are literally at the tea, you know, eating this poison, uh, you know, almost like an addict that that is only able to subsist on this kind of outrage. You know, it's just finding. I mean, that's why I was like saying about you know Elon the Rorschach blot. Okay, like you can right because not- he could be anything to anyone, and he he is. I th- I, the, I like that you said the that. Silly putty spaceman. <laughs> silly putty. That's space that's man. Elon. Can, can okay, real quick. I just want to add to what what you're saying there. As far as, so so, for to make things better, people need to unplug from this toxic trash that they main vein into us. 
And, and I would go so that also people need to, they also need to embrace their individuality. They need to embrace self-sufficiency. Um, you need to embrace making your own decisions and not, because this is, I think the next part of the problem is you have so many people out there that want somebody to tell them what to do, want somebody to make decisions for them, want somebody to take away all the scary, bad things. And dude, life ain't like that. And if it was, it sounds fucking boring, honestly, like, you know, get out and do some cool shit And, 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 and unplug from the trash. And I think if more people did that, that I think that would contribute to uh, making things better. Cause I'm not, I don't get as deep and philosophical as you do about it. Like with uh, like, cause I'm like, I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to figure shit out for myself. So I'm not like all about necessarily trying to tackle the world's problems either. Like I'm, you know, so uh, whoa whoa chopper i don't have anything figured out for myself that's why i try to figure out the world's problems okay, okay. Just to all make right make a quick correction there. all right and, I, and i'm not picking on you obviously of course because you are one this of is online friends. bullying cancel this man <laughs> <laughs> call elon get this guy's twitter account you're out of here <laughs> we, need, we need elon on speed dial he'd probably <laughs> phone into the boiler room hey, too bad hey, i don't, I don't even have twitter jokes on them yeah <laughs> No, I totally know what both of you guys are saying. It's well well said. Uh, let me go over to Infidel for a minute here because I don't know how much longer we have him and he's got his hand up for a second there. Infidel, uh, what do you think about all this, man? Weigh in on uh, where we're at with Elon, the uh, the stock wizard here. Uh, the only thing I just want to weigh on is, is all these people that say he hates him for, for uh, you know, calling him names, but they are going, they are going and buying Teslas. So I, I, I just don't see what is the disconnect here. If he's really that bad, why the hell are you buying his electrical cars? Yeah. And don't they want to go to Mars with him? I mean, uh, I don't really know any conservatives or independents that are hip to go into Mars, you know, except maybe the celebrity ones when it comes to like normal people. Like it's pretty much been like the whole, like the planets being wrecked by people is, is pretty much politicized. Like that's kind of a left wing viewpoint at, you know, now. Um, so yeah, what, what about, uh, you know, half these people are going to have to use his stuff. How do the, how do these people feel about that? Like they're going to eventually have to use some form of his product or not. And, you know, they're already talking about letting him put stuff in our brains too, with the Neuralink. Yeah. So I would suggest if you're dropping Twitter, cause he's going to buy just sell your Tesla as well. Yeah. And drop your iPhone while you're at it. I mean, if you're that virtuous that, you're going to leave every product and platform because you don't like a someone's public personality, some oligarch who couldn't care fucking less about you, their, their political views or their tweets or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but almost everything we interact with uh, goes back to something that almost anybody could find morally deplorable in one way or another. Yep. So everybody out there, just sell your Tesla and get you a car that runs on dinosaur juice. Go back to using um, Flintstone-style cars, why don't you? You could solve both problems. You just put a little hole down there and you stick your feet in there and, you know, you, that, you Barney that and Wilma, go. The obesity. Yeah. Right. That's not going to solve that, but that's true. <laughs> we might start getting back on the right track in, in terms of health, you know. 
Um, hey, I'm sure when they were building the pyramids, all those people were getting fit as they were, you know, rolling the stones. Um, so <laughs> we, we've got options here, you know, but pick your billionaire to follow and get outraged at because uh, there's a whole roster up there of these Bond villain types. And um, I mean, you know, I will be honest about, you know, my opinion of Elon being that do I even believe that this man is who it is said he is like not necessarily. I see him as a face of a much, I mean, obviously this is true, but a much larger organization and infrastructure that operates in our world, which he's just, he's, he's kind of like too silly in a way to like be anything more than almost like a PR stunt man. Uh, and I, I, I see him operating in that, like, you know, charismatic role. And uh, I mean, in a way, <laughs> I, I kind of think that this person is uh, a type of fictional character, you know, and, and it's um, odd if you, you know, if you try that perspective out and you think about, you know, people talking about him so much, it, it really gives you a different, you know, way of looking at things. But it's the same way that it would be about any other event that people prattle on about which is not as it seems, um, you know, Ukraine or masks and all this other stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Want to be Tony Stark. I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. I think there's something more nefarious about this guy. He's got his hands in too many things. I mean, we, we may not like think he's hot shit here or most of the listeners, but I assure you there is a very strong and bizarre amount of idle, worship uh over elon um people are just in awe and in love with this guy i mean they love him and and i don't get it and and he's involved in some really weird shady stuff um you got your other billionaires um you've got your bill gates and he is and does creepy shit uh jeff bezos is pretty creepy um for most parts a lot of these guys are but Elon, he's the laid-back, cool guy that seems like you could just hang out with him, right? You know, smoking the joint and all of that fun stuff, right? He's the richest one. He's the richest dude on the planet, right? Um, look at his 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 wife or his ex-girlfriend there or whatever, and their weird children, and she's like a witch, and they're into all sorts of weird shit. And, and his businesses that he's involved in, he's into the SpaceX thing. He's into the Starlink thing. He's into the, the brain chip thing. Uh, now he, he's into the Twitter thing. All of these things are full-on fourth industrial revolution stuff. These are all the building blocks of that. Um, I don't know. I, I actually heard a weird, crazy conspiracy theory. You guys want to hear a weird, crazy conspiracy theory? Um, that maybe, just maybe, Elon Musk is the quote-unquote antichrist. Um, he used to talk all the time about this idea that we were living inside of a simulation. Um, I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, he was quite well known for this uh, idea, <laughs> right? It wasn't that long ago, actually, before the pandemic. Uh, I think he still probably believes this. But I would heard this theory that he might emerge one day, come forward, um, and especially if maybe after everybody's had, like, you know, their chips put in their head, he might say, hey, listen, guys, now you're ready for the truth. You've all been living inside of a simulation that I created. You know, like he wants, he's going to pull like the Matrix 
trick on everybody, right? Say that we're all just living inside of a machine that he created. Therefore, literally making him God, our God, right? You know what I mean? It's a totally wacky theory, right? Um, but I have another one, uh, my own personal one. Um, Bill Cooper, you guys are familiar with or have heard the Nephilim uh, oh, from the Bible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what do you think? Like, what, what does everybody think that of that usually? Uh, I thought it was like anim- a- um what is it? Almost like um like demonic angels or something. <laughs> yeah, that- aren't they, aren't they supposed to be like um like to do with fallen angels and uh humans commingling with fallen angels, stuff like that, creating giants and yes, stuff. Bingo, right there. And that's that's the common what I believe is a misconception is that they were actual physical giants. Uh, when no, uh, if you look it up, basically from the Bible, the Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into them, the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. The same were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. Bill Cooper used to teach and thought that the uh, what this really meant is that these were like the celebrity, politician, powerful, rich, elite people. That were worshipped and idolized and have been like the ruling seat of power, the mystery Babylon stuff from the beginning. And that's what the, the Bible was referring to. Not physical giants, but giants that, that we made in our own minds and by their, you know, they, these Elon Musk would be a Nephilim. You know what I mean? Today. Um, and that's that's my personal opinion right there. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I could just, you could see it right now. Look at. Look at Zuckerberg, look at Bezos, look at Musk, this whole category. There's this whole new like archetype of people. And all of them are presented to us as a um, superhero or a wizard or a genius. And I mean, you can even see uh, if you watch Iron Man, the movie Iron Man Part 3, you can see Larry Ellison has a, uh, a a cameo in there. He is among these people also. That is the, uh, at least he was, I'm not sure if he still is, what his current status is, but he was the CEO of Oracle, which is the uh, the, the biggest and best database giant. Um, and they're used, I'm sure they're the back end of Palantir, and I know they're the back end of the majority of our government websites. Um, so these these people are all being almost like Ruckus just said. Like maybe this isn't such an insane conspiracy theory, you know? Maybe Cooper was on to something here because these people are being elevated to the point of people do look at them like wizards or like I could, you know, how did this guy do this? How oh he makes flamethrowers and he goes on Joe Rogan and smokes weed on on YouTube and. His brain robots, he's gonna save yeah. all of us with all this stuff. I mean, it's mm. not implaus it's not implausible that um in you know in a near future, uh one of these guys, all these guys are gonna be running for offices and will be the 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 figureheads of uh who knows what kind of paradigm changing <clears throat> technology that is gonna come out or paradigm changing psychological operation like the uh the hypothetical that ruckus just laid out there with the the virtual environment you know the the life is is already the matrix so uh and you could see this happening with with any of these guys i think and other people too uh over to mindspace what what do you think about all that well hesher you see 
we make gods in our own minds as human beings. All right, that that was my Alan Moore, guys. Um, That's pretty good. Because he actually commented on that, and I was listening to an interview recently that he gave, and uh, he made that statement, and it was like, I had to think about it, and I was like, you know, that that's true, you know, because he was kind of taking it from the perspective that whether or not there is, you know, a transcendent God, divine being, etc., um, it's all contained within. You know, these minds that we have are incredible machines of idolization, of worship, of idealism, and getting out of balance, you know, p- placing too much emphasis on something, some object of our experience, you know, that we have in this, and I don't want to get all into the psychological terminology, but there is a term in psychology called introjection, right? Which is where you have internalized the out external object as an internal psychic object uh, in your experience. And it, it can change your thoughts and behaviors and, sort of an abstract concept, but I think it works here and it goes along with what Alan Moore was saying. Um, and I mean, <laughs> think about how much time, energy, effort people are sinking into uh, worshiping this pantheon or even paying attention to it for God's sakes. I mean, turn to one another. Isn't that what we should be doing at this point? You know, I, I think more and more people should be realizing here sinking our energy towards watching their television that they're broadcasting to the whole world. I, I don't, I don't give a damn what Jeff Bezos is doing. I know that he's making $10 trillion a second and enslaving people with robots that are going to come over and bop you on the head. If you're, you know, taking a nap in the corner at the Amazon factory or something, you know, get to our club, you know, here you go with the bop machine. And, and it's just, I mean, who, who who gives a who, you know, uh, again, rebuilding those basic communication skills. And I have a lot more to say about what Alan Moore has been talking about in the talks I've been listening to, because that dude switched on paying attention, studying society from a different perspective than, than most people think about. Yeah. He's a pretty interesting, uh, interesting guy there for sure. Uh, a fellow hobo wizard so you know chopper and i can appreciate uh alan <laughs> he, he does have a beard to contend with I'll, <laughs> he I'll does it is formidable <laughs> and but uh, un- unlike you he he tends to dwell in a crypt apparently <laughs> yes uh i hear you man um yeah so uh where do we go from there what more can we say about elon i th- i I, I may have said my piece. I don't know. Um, I would like for him to stop uh, interrupting my uh, life, actually, my real life with all the booming rocket sounds coming out of uh, Central Texas here. But that's my own personal uh, complaint. Anybody else want to throw anything in there on uh, on this one? And also a big thanks to Infidel Pharaoh for hanging out with us tonight. He slipped out the, uh, the escape hatch while we were uh, going hard on uh, Mr. Musk there. All right, all right. Here, here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. I got a fun one for you guys. Let me, uh, let me see if I can't put this in the. Uh, here, I have to get a share on that on that timestamp. I'm gonna put this in here for you guys so you can see it and hear it. Remember, this is gonna mute you probably until 
you unmute yourself, but uh, it's a short clip, just a short clip. Here we go. But first, let's quickly check in with the leader of the free world, who today had a, this important message to impart. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to, to being sued. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay, so that was like one of those, wait, what? What did he just say? So that was the President of the United States. And uh, don't worry, I wrote it down in case you could not believe what you just heard. Uh, that was, quote, imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitution being sued. Come on. <laughs> He caught himself, though. He knew he fucked up. <laughs> the recovery was so poor, though. Oh, my gosh. It was hilarious. <laughs> that one's got to be a... It, put that on a t-shirt, please. That one's an instant hit. <laughs> Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitution being sued. Come on! <laughs> I love it. That is one of my favorites. And then there was the bird shit one also. Uh, if, if anybody missed that, that was pretty good too. I don't know that it's good for radio purposes, but uh, look that one up. That's fun. Whew. You got to love that. That's That's been my, my favorite Biden gaffe in a while there. Is this you know, the bird one? Did a bird poop on him? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. There's, there's a bird crapping on him while he's talking to all of like a dozen people. See, that's the theme here. Nature has this uncanny ability to know. <laughs> yeah, we just need to, to like head back to. We need to take some cues from uh, from nature here on this episode tonight, right, everybody? I think it's an act, dude. When he speaks clearly, he says things like, "You couldn't buy a cannon when they wrote the Second Amendment." <laughs> that was a good one too. I liked that one. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, speaking of which, I guess I, I was remiss in letting the audience know uh, I was on uh, the Patrick Henningsen's show today, this morning, on TNT Live. So that's up at the website. We've already extracted that uh, segment of that show. It's up on uh, alternatecurrentradio.com. Can't miss it. It's in that main slider there. Uh, that was interesting, you guys, because we talked about the uh, the, the uh, New York subway shooter. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Chopper, you track that story at all? You hear anything about that? Okay, I finally looked at that a little bit today because, interestingly enough, I felt like that happened and 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 nobody even gave a shit. And it was kind of like, oh, here we... And like, I was like, kind of like, oh, okay, so Biden comes out, talks about gun control. Oh, the guy who's shot up the subway and there's no film. Okay, like <laughs> whatever, same old story. And then uh, I did notice, though, that... I, apparently nobody died. He unloaded a whole 33 rounds. Yeah, that was in the headline too. He unloaded 33 rounds and he hit 10 people and injured them, but I guess none of them are life-threatening, they're already saying. Yeah, and on a crowded subway with a Glock 19, 30 or 33 rounds. Why Why the 33? When they, they say 33 in a headline and then later in an article they say 30 and it's like, what, what well, is, this one actually explained all that. So he had three 30-round magazines. 
Oh, we did have the Nightstick magazines. I was talking about those with Patrick. I was wondering. Okay. Okay. He had those, and they did mention they talked to a Glock expert. and Oh, no, and they talked to some guy that wrote a book that was anti-gun, talking shit about Glocks, too, whatever. But I think they talked to both. But um, the expert basically said, yeah, those weren't stock magazines. Those are like some aftermarket. They're probably junk, whatever. But So apparently he went through one loaded the next one and it made it three rounds before the weapon jammed and malfunctioned. And so that obviously probably saved some more people, some hurt. How do they know that? Like, I don't even buy that part. It's like who, okay. So some, someone on the, on the train was sitting there because the cameras were down. So some, some, some person on the train is sitting there like watching this guy's gun closely enough to see if it jams instead of running for their fucking life i mean i don't know i'm sorry i just I, I don't that's buy that that's a story that's a story you know that's yeah. what i was reading um no that's a great catch hesher good one i mean plus those 30 round mags i mean show us the mags then cuz uh there are glock official 30 round mags and they're pretty dang reliable in in yeah, they probably were great glock well 19s. that's what they were saying they they took somehow they know that this guy had non stock magazines he had some aftermarket trash i guess mm-hmm. and so it jammed but they explained it even as so the old case stayed in there and it tried to load another fresh round on top of the old case in the chamber well, th- is that even a magazine problem or is that an extraction problem? Because generally from what I understand in my well, experience. That, <clears throat> that is uh, possible. That That is potentially possible. If the spring is too tight and you put the second mag in and um, say it, it peels the, the first round out, because this is probably what would have had to happen for that to have been true. The first mag would have been expelled completely which probably would have been 31 rounds, uh, one in the tube, 30 in the mag, goes to change the mag. The next one goes in. First round apparently peels out fine, um, but the spring is so tight because it's not a Glock official 30-round mag that it's jamming the next bullet up in there before the extraction can complete, and you've got yourself basically a a fail-to-extract and a bit of a double feed going on. But, okay. Okay. So I mean, I guess that is within the realms of possibility. Cool story, bro, is what I will say to that. Without that video footage being there, Curti- you know? courtesy of the ACR ballistics department. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I mean, cool story, bro. Where's the video footage? You know, um, I will remind everybody: Las Vegas shooting. Oh, damn! The cameras were down. Epstein suicide. Oh, damn. The cameras went down. Uh, uh, Jean-Luc Brunel suicided. Oh, darn. The cameras were down. Our very own, uh, one of our favorite people, uh, Mr. John McAfee. No, what happened? Where's the, where's the footage? Uh, I don't understand. Um, over and over again with this. Over and, uh, That's just a few examples. And... NYC subway shooting. Oh darn. Dang. Cameras were down. And what does the mayor and the cops say? Oh, we'll look into that. We'll have the transport authority look into that. Are you fucking kidding me? There are thousands of cameras down there. Session Jones says there are over 1,000 cameras 
in the New York subway system between the stations and cars. All were working that day except the three in that car. I'm sorry? What? And we're to believe this. I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Directed by Chris Nolan. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of a Batman uh, uh, factor there, wasn't I there? Mean, right, right. Isn't there a little bit of predictive programming? You can sort of plug that into the situation. And uh, yeah, it, it all fits together so nicely, uh, doesn't it? But more mass trauma and uh, more to, to fuel the narrative that guns are bad and all they do is uh, hurt civilians. It's never to protect you as an individual. Yeah, this story stinks to high heavens. Very, very dubious. Patrick and I went into great detail on it, so everybody check that out. I'll link it on uh, tonight's Boiler Room show page, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can access it quite easily. Uh, try to get all our reference links on those boiler room pages, everybody. So make sure to visit the website and uh, do yourself the favor to uh, look a lot of this stuff up yourself. Help us uh, figure it out. You know, if we're wrong, let us know. If we need to know more, let us know uh, and share it around. Chopper, over to you. Also, the other interesting thing that came out of this story that I read today was that um, for the first time ever, they used like their Amber Alert system or whatever to tell people that. Uh, there was this armed, dangerous gunman on the loose and to look out or I, I'm not sure if it told you to hide or if they wanted you to go like vigilante look for him or what. But they use that um, emergency thing on the cell phones to ping everyone's phone to tell them to look, which is a first. I guess that was a first. Um, did, did, it tell them to wear, did it tell everybody where wear masks, everybody? There's a gunman on the loose. <laughs> In a mask. You need a mask. But no, I don't think so. But the crazy thing is today that happened to me then this afternoon, not just hours after I read this, uh, some alert came on my phone telling me to look out for some guy in Phoenix who is like armed and dangerous. And it has like a paragraph with a description and his name and what he was wearing. Had you uh, ever gotten a notification like that before? No, no. The closest thing would be the Amber Alert. Hey, you know, kid. Uh, this kind of car, maybe a license plate. Did they give you the um, ethnic persuasion of the person they were looking for, the age, anything useful? They did not. I think they said he was a white dude, but they did not give me his age. That's funny you asked that because I kept looking for an age because that makes a huge difference, right? Dude, I think they caught him, and I think he was from New Mexico. I think he was a wanted suspect from my state, dude. I'm not making this up. No oh, way. Really? <laughs> wow, yeah, crazy. Wow, that's amazing. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I wish uh, I knew the details, but yeah, no, I just heard that in the news, and I was going to ask Chopper. He's some seriously dangerously wanted criminal here. I think he was probably involved in some police. He shot some cop or something like that, you know. Oh, I'm wow, okay. He's a high-profile case in my state. I'm 99% sure. I think it gave his height, his name, uh, and what he was wearing, but and he did think it said he was white. Yeah, but not his age, interesting. Yeah, so helpful, or what they were looking for for him for anything. It didn't say anything like that either. Yeah. So but and, okay, it's so, so weird that to the, but, the authorities. <laughs> well, how is it that they this thing happens in the subway and then 
they they do that thing on the people's phones, telling them to look out for this guy. Um, I'll, and it didn't say exactly what it said on that either in that article. Interestingly enough, now that I think about it, and then like two hours later, that shit happens on my phone out here. Like, is this is this a new thing they're gonna do? I mean. They have, we have the technology. We can I do this. It's, yeah, happening. I mean, it's that, happening. Yeah. They're going to use this. I mean, absolutely. I mean, just like with, okay, you got a cell phone in your pocket. You know, there's this thing called boundaries, right? The cell phone eliminates all boundaries. The internet eliminates all boundaries between you and the gooberment, the, the ghoulishment. Okay. That, that's actually really what it should be called. The, the ghoul, ghoulish uh, establishment cronies who are out there mining the interwebs or sending these these signals out. So, uh, yeah, obviously. But how much of this, I mean, it's like advertising, right? It's like, you get, let, let's say that stuff isn't real, okay? In the case where Ruckus is describing, obviously that's, okay, we're talking about a real suspect here, but like, Okay, for all the times that it could potentially, it's, it's this way or that, I mean, it's kind of like a proposition when it pops up on your phone. It's like, it's like, hey, here's an advertisement for, guess what? Believe that this shooter is out there. I mean, that's up to you to believe that or not. Do you have empirical evidence? Sorry, I'm, Chopper, I'm not trying to get philosophical here. Come on, but hey, we're talking about did you see it or not? Are you watching the guy bleed out or not? Looks like Timmer has a screenshot of it. Pretty good catch. So for the listeners out there, um, one of our regulars in the chat here, he's got a, uh, a partner out there in Phoenix who got the same alert. So we actually have a screenshot of it. So uh, it says, Public safety message, Phoenix PD is searching for a white male, Nicholas Cowan, 215 pounds, 6 feet tall, hazel eyes, brown hair, last seen wearing a black hat with a white t-shirt, black shorts, uh, tattoos on the neck, both arms, chest, and back. Nichols is armed and dangerous if sighted. Uh, dial 911, do not approach. So that is actually uh, a little bit interesting because it doesn't even look like a normal amber alert. Like we get a lot of those amber alerts around here and those seem to have a different look to them. Maybe, I don't know, I'm an iPhone user. Maybe that's an Android shot. That might be why it looks unfamiliar to me. But nonetheless, uh, that also strikes me as a little different than the amber alerts that we get because we always get like a license plate number. They're like, be on the lookout for kidnapper, you know, or something like this, this license plate number. Like they never say anything that I could distinguish about the people they're looking for. And it's just like, well, how serious are you guys? All you're giving people is a, a license plate number. Uh, whereas this is like, that's very detailed what they just gave out right there. Um, also just to add on to that, Fair Hesher, like they've also been doing those Amber alerts for weather. Yeah. Which uh, now I have very mixed feelings about because I would like to turn off all these government alerts and amber alerts and all this stuff. Like I don't want to be involved. But now there's uh, tornadoes ripping through our county, oftentimes, and they, they apparently they use that same system to let us know when that's happening and floods and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to. I, I don't know. Well, you just have to you have to teach the phone what your your preferences are. Um, 
It's like when you go sign up for a news site. They're like, what do you like? Technology stories? Politics? And you're fashion, like, well, okay, I gotta train it. I like, uh, uh, what do I want to get notifications about? I'm interested in kidnappings, uh, dangerous felons. <laughs> well, wait, okay, but here's the thing. is like, I don't, I don't think we have choices about some of these things because we got we got text messages from Trump, didn't we? Like a couple of years ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so like it's like they can choose what they're pushing out, but these type of alerts, I don't think we have a, a choice whether we can toggle them off. Well, this leads me to a question too. So if they're going to start doing this, if this is going to be a thing, every time somebody does some violent thing is running from the cops, they're going to flash everyone's phone with it. I mean, in some places, your phone's going to be popping off all day. Yeah. What happens? It like, <clears throat> did it, did it go off? Let me ask you guys this. Do you think they went off in um, Oakland when a, a violent crime happened? Uh, oh hell no! Or Chicago on any given Saturday? Are are they are they ripping out messages like this for, uh, you know, the the thug down the street that just raped and and killed someone and and ran off, or you know the 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 felon who uh, the multi multi felon who's you know followed someone home and broke into their house and pistol whipped them? You know, um, are we no? I doubt it. I don't think so because those things happen at a rate of, you know, seven in within five people shot within seven hours in Oakland. Think any of those people's descriptions went out? I bet they know exactly who did a number of those too. Oh, geez. I, I, I get like way more crypto alerts than that every 30 seconds. So, <laughs> you know, to be honest, it would be fall. All of it would be falling on deaf ears, you know, well, what sucks about these government alerts is that it, it overrides your personal settings for, like, do not disturb and stuff. So, I mean, do you think they really care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, if they want to issue an emergency alert and wake your ass up and make you respond, you know? How rude. Yeah. Alert. Alert. We are arresting you. Do not resist. And yeah. then the fucking Wally robot or whatever rolls in, or, like, the robot from hardware and just, like, you know, throws you in cuffs or whatever in chains. Probably. I mean, it's like, Hey, at least you warned me first. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're taking me off to the scrapyard, but mm -hmm, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I mean, it, and uh, I, I do want to mention this and I don't know if you guys got this yourselves. I'm surprised nobody mentioned it, but um, even when COVID was first happening and everything like that, I was getting COVID alerts on my phone. Anybody else? I mean, I was getting like location specific COVID alerts like, hey, we got a, a big COVID problem in this region. Mask up, be in fear, um, you know, don't hang out with your girlfriend, whatever they're telling you that day. Uh, that's basically, you know, what you get from the phone. But um, yeah, so I, mean, I never just, got any of those. That's news to me. I didn't know that. Was you happening. didn't get that I, I was no. very surprised when it first was happening. I was like, and I, I don't think I even ever mentioned it at the time, but I, I assumed other people were also getting those uh, kinds of messages. But uh, yeah, yeah, I received uh, a few of them. I got prompted many times to sign up for those types of alerts and those types of things. Um, but I never, there was no prompting in. here, no okay. prompting at all. I wonder, like, there was I wonder. Not. 
it might you know what that might be perhaps there's different laws um and certain extremes to what they were doing in different places regionally so maybe like where you are um your state or your county or your city district nine district nine allowed for that much of, of a surveillance creep um or i see i think technically it's really your fault that you got that because you should have oh, totally you totally should have opted into the full contact tracing program where you would have been told specifically hey joe blow that you were talking to yesterday came down with covid you must now self quarantine I, I knew people who got contact traced and and actually were removed from their job because of that and i was like what in blazes this is this is actually happening because i thought it was more so like they were just saying it was going to happen but they didn't really have maybe enough people to to do it in a forcible way but you know that proved it that uh you know some people did get contact traced and I mean, aren't those people still in employment? What are they doing? <laughs> what are they getting trained for next? It's like, okay, and, and actually, this is a good thing to think about. So we have all this batch of people who got hired into quote-unquote contact tracing for COVID. Now they're just kind of sitting around. That's a batch of people that you can now just, I mean, all you have to do is change their title, and it's like, uh, government spying apparatus, you know, six eight three two one, whatever the the hell it is, you know, uh, for the the foreseeable future. I mean, that's really where all this goes. And you know, I mean, people think about okay, right? Take the people on Twitter who are outraging at Elon, and put them in the seat of being able to access your phone records and who you're in contact with. It's like, are these the kinds of people that you want? Think about the kinds of people who are out there in our world these days uh, and who aren't really living for much, right? So they're easily recruitable into a position like that. And, and guys, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. They don't want the money. They want the power. They want that feeling of, oh, you got contact trace, motherfucker. You know, I zeroed in on your position, you know. Um, they did play Call of Duty, so it it probably does feel pretty swag to be in that driver's seat position playing a video game on that level, but yeah, well, getting getting paid to uh, to to subjugate people uh, definitely is a, a bit of a, a feedback loop for for that feeling. You know what I mean? That uh, it, it validates it for those people. Spore actually has something she wants to throw in on that one. Yeah, I, I um, I'm very close with someone that is has been promoted to a like manager level status in the contact tracing field in the last couple of years <laughs> who did that did you do that <laughs> was that chopper okay whoever that was a good one <laughs> mine too i don't know um but i i just got news that they are like cutting all of their employees off from having work anymore like and it was just like um i think it was like you know like 400 employees like 
about a year and a half ago or something like that. And then they just cut off like 250 or, and then, you know, 75 more. And now there's like 30 employees left there. And they're all like, what are we going to do? Because we all know that we're not going to have a job. They said by December, there's not going to be any more contact tracing. So I guess they have a plan. Yeah, boo to the plan, whatever the plan is. That was all about, uh, you know, that was a disposable position anyways. I think that whole position was part of the grand experiment that they they put upon us there because they don't need people to do that. They're getting people to buy into all these applications to do it. And uh, in China, let's think about China for a moment here. They're doing another round of COVIDian totalitarianism right now. Uh, and if you take everything you see on, uh, Twitter and all these other places at face value, it's pretty creepy. Although, uh, a lot of these videos that come out of China lack context. And for me, the ability to understand the language. So I'm always a little bit dubious because last time we started seeing stuff like this, uh, some of it had been older footage and again, lacking context. But, uh, from what I've seen so far, uh, Shang, the, the lockdown in Shanghai is really, really creepy. I mean, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should play this piece of video and you guys can tell me what you think about it. Um, tell me, let's see here get it posted over here. Everybody listening to uh, boiler room at alternatecurrentradio.com. I'm going to share this video into our chat here with the rest of the crew. Check it out. Uh, this one is entitled Lockdown Shanghai Residents Scream from Apartments. In Shanghai, China, the world's third largest city remains in lockdown. 25 million residents ordered confined to their homes. They're using bicycle locks and padlocks just to keep people in. CNN's David Culver says government workers sealed his front door to prevent him from leaving. Just clarify, you're shut in? There's like a paper barrier keeping you from exiting, going to, to the food market? I can't go outside that door. There's a seal. If I do, physically I could do it, but I would break the seal and there's repercussions for that. The draconian measures are enforced by men in white hazmat suits, known as big whites. Some citizens in the authoritarian nation are losing it, defying the lockdown by screaming from their apartment windows into the night. It's straight out of a dystopian sci-fi movie. Some people are yelling out, we're starving. American Shanice Brakim, who lives in Shanghai, hasn't been outside her apartment in 12 days. I did a poll with, <laughs> I don't I don't know the number of people, but I feel like it was enough. Um, how many people are probably going to leave China after this, or if they just moved to a different city? And I think the last time I checked, it was like 80% of people said that they're going to leave. Another American, Cameron Johnson, tells Inside Edition his neighbors have improvised a barter system. You trade um, carrots for bread mix, or uh, the other day we traded uh, a few of the dumplings that we had made to somebody for some school supplies for the kids. There you go. That was uh, off Inside Edition. Mindspace, what do you think of that? Can I just say how much I hate CNN's reporting on anything at all? Right? Garbage it's out of the gates. out of a dystopian story. <laughs> 
Like, it's just, it sounds so contrived. It's like, they know that they are helping to create the dystopian horror world, and they're trying to mimic alternative voices who use that kind of language uh, to talk about the situation we're living in (laughs) that is being uh, couched in terms that CNN puts across to everybody. So it's like, oh, Shanghai, Shanghai. It's like, I, dude, I don't even know what to really even believe about that report, you know, but there was, I don't, there's so many ways, subtle ways that they can do manipulative tactics, even in a soundbite like that. Um, I didn't like the big whites thing. I didn't like, um, again, the dystopian horror, whatever it was. Um, I just, something is just so inauthentic about it. It's hard to know what was real in that report. What do you guys think? I think that's probably a, a, a pretty smart um, angle to take there. I think if if one really wants to look into this stuff, they really got to dig and uh, do the whole process themselves. Look at all the footage and and work it. You know, you really got to work it. You can't just take it all at face value because we got uh, we got a lot of chicanery and shenanigans from similar clips like this in 2020. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to say, but yeah, there's definitely something going on there, man. You see some of those drone shots of the city. Like I've looked at a lot of those, and the city really does appear to be locked down and uh, like almost completely dead at night. So I mean, who knows? Who knows? This is all just uh, very strange. And to me, it it just you know, like we're talking about contact tracers getting shut down here. Um, you know. That doesn't mean COVID's going away, everybody. This is the country that we're supposed to be modeling ourselves after. They're deep in with the CDC, the WHO, uh, and just look what they've got. I mean, if this, if we can take this at face value, I've got other videos of these these so-called big whites um, dragging people out of apartments, uh, you know, physically taking people. Um, all kind of stuff. There's articles going around saying that the the Chinese government is talking about euthanizing the pets of anyone that tests positive for covid with these mandatory tests and stuff i mean it's just ridiculous a uh, chopper what about you man what, what what do you make of this cacophony of uh dystopian horror dun, 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 dun. first of all we've been shanghai before so that's why we can't be to you know take all these things at face value but i do agree something crazy is going on there and they were showing that shot and and I was like, oh, cool, stormtroopers, you know, the dudes in the white suits. And then they, oh, but they call them big whites. <laughs> you like, really? Yetis or something? I mean, it's like yeah, big was, whites. Like, what? Yeah. It just, okay. like, with all the other propaganda that they do against white people, like, I, I just, I'm not saying it's related. It's just, like, I, I don't. It might have like been a little NLP they're slipping in there on yeah, us from CNN. Could, and, and they emphasized it real big with the quotes. You know, big whites, you know, I mean, um, you know, okay, well, I guess here, here's actually a topic to, to consider about just a short snippet like that, which, which we take off on, which is the subtle nature of almost like subliminal <laughs> thoughts and imagery that can be conveyed to the listener. You know, it's, it's on a, they're reaching at a deeper level. We ostensibly think the story is about this other thing. We, we think it's really but it can be priming you for things that come later. 
And uh, I mean, there could be a predictive programming element. It could also be a way to um, kind of get people used to the idea that, hey, look what happened with the CNN reporter. He's not like, what the hell? I'm an American. I'm going to leave this this room right now. You know, you can't you can hold right? me under. It's just like, the, the, the door is sealed. Uh, well, I can't go to the grocery store. I, I, I don't want to crack the seal. The government's going to get mad at me. I mean, well, you're going, like, you're going right to the next thought I had though. Like, okay. So they're sitting there telling us that these people can't leave their apartments. But the one guy said he has a bartering system with his neighbors. Well, I mean, are you poking a hole through the wall to do that? Or like through the window or like how, or is your door not sealed, but the other guys is there. That left me with some questions. Dude, they're already doing V for Vendetta style, writing out their novels on on toilet paper rolls and leaving it. For, you know. Well, either yeah. way, okay, if it's a novel or it's true, like so, either they are or they're just telling us that they just created a a mass, the biggest open air prison in the history of the world. Dude, there's like what? 24 million people that live that in that city or something. I that think. is a lot of people. How many are in New York? Like 13 million, maybe. Or I'm not even sure, but not that, as many as Shanghai. Is... <laughs> right. <laughs> Zero COVID policies. So, okay. So, regardless of uh, what's actually going down there, we're being presented something here by the by the mass media with regards to what's going on in China right now. And that's what they're showing us. They're showing us, you know, a, a, a prison city, a, a, a nation of prisoners, basically, in a, in a zero mm -hmm. COVID policy environment. And they have no autonomy, completely locked down. And, and let's, who else is trying to follow that model? Let's think about that for a second here. Let's, let's forget about everything that's uh, been swept under the rug in the last couple months since COVID got politicized and everything. And, all that uh canada uh australia and new zealand for one uh there's others you know i could throw uh uh ireland under the bus and others but like those three in particular those three members of the quote-unquote five eyes they lust over this presentation this style of um chinese measures you know of of uh, inflicting authoritarianism over some medical issues, uh, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the U.S. and others, but those three in particular, especially egregious, um, and and they worship this, whatever this mm -hmm. is, they worship this style. They drool and 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 wring their hands at the thought of being able to tell 24 million people that they can't go out they can't have a job they have to accept austerity they have to lose their jobs they can't go to their their weddings and their funerals and their births and if they want they'll come into your house they'll lock you in your house they'll come into your house with some stormtrooper people put swabs up your nose take your pets do weird shit like that uh so that that's that's what i take away from that and then the, those like you guys were saying there uh those softball presentations from the Americans experiencing it. Like, oh, we do fun little social media games and food swaps and, and I can, you know, the dramatic, like, I can't leave my house, but, you know, it's okay. Not like send, send help, <laughs> you know, like a normal human being would say. 
that's that's just normalizing this. That's down downgrading. The, it's normalizing this kind of stormtrooper behavior. This kind of government knows best. You you have nothing and you'll like it. Uh, govern me harder, daddy. Right. What about the ridiculous <laughs> idea of this no COVID policy? Since when does zero tolerance of anything ever worked any time? Like, are drugs legal in Shanghai? I bet there's plenty of those still. Um, I think you risk your life by doing and selling drugs in Shanghai, but I'm really no expert. Um, but I, I take your point, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ruckus, what about you, man? I see you got your hand up there my hand up virtually speaking um i don't know i i wanted to to point out that the the presentation we watched was not put by uh cnn specifically but i think we saw some clips of cnn people in that but that was inside edition if i'm not mistaken but um that's more of like a kind of a, a raggy kind of like gossipy um uh what's it called uh tabloid those huh tabloid yeah thank you it's more of a tabloid thing so i would i would be more interested in seeing the official news coverage if there is or was any about that happening in china uh directly from places like cnn or msnbc because i imagine it's different the way they report on it i don't think they're really bringing up the starvation point at all or people screaming from the buildings instead they're probably you know, showing scary people, you know, all, they're definitely showing pictures of the big whites. I promise you that. Um, they're probably uh, being hailed as heroes, um, <laughs> possibly. Uh, but the thing is, yeah, they don't want people to see the scary uh, fact of people starving uh, during this. They want people to think, oh... Uh, China has strict lockdowns, and because they do, uh, their case numbers went down. Moving on to news in Ukraine. That's what they really want to report on. Yeah, I just did a quick search, uh, and I'll just go through some of the, the uh, video titles here. I'm on YouTube, and I searched uh, Shanghai COVID-19 lockdown, and here's the kind of things you can find. Uh, Bloomberg Quick Takes. Shanghai residents call out during COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Shanghai residents face food shortages amid strict COVID lockdowns. CNN. Pressure bills as Shanghai remains locked inside. Uh, CN, or CBC <clears throat> out of Canada. How Canadians in Shanghai are coping with strict COVID-19 lockdowns. So there, there is an abundance of this stuff out there. They've got uh, the Today Show. They've even got the Guardian News. So... Yeah, one could really uh, make an interesting project of kind of looking at uh, the different stuff that's coming out of the Western mainstream media and then the, the Twitter stuff and then what's coming out of their official media channels over there. I think that would be the, an interesting rabbit hole to go down if one was inclined to try to chase this one down. Don't you think, Ruckus? There's clearly a problem-reaction-solution narrative being built here. So <laughs> uh, definitely something to keep a close eye on. Yeah, because this is where it started for us, right? It's this crap. This is how 2020 started. It started with getting weird junk news like this out of China. And then Fauci starts, you know, ramping up. And guess what? Fauci's ramping up while this is going on. This is actually, you know, we're seeing the pattern repeat here. So, 
Yeah, dude, be, this is beware. so creepy. It's like a it's like a snake swallowing its tail or something like that. That sim- symbolism of uh, you know that that eternal yeah the dragon snake swallowing its tail. Oh yeah, thank you. I know there's a word for it. Um, but this is like. This is the end. This was the end result of the pandemic, and now it's the beginning of the next thing. See, it all started with that weird shit in China, and it led to lockdowns that have led to starvation and supply chains. And now this cycle is starting with lockdowns and supply chains. So, where the fuck is this leading? Yeah, it's gonna be a bumpy ride, folks. Yeah, and hold we, on to your butts. Yeah, and we now have a uh, a, a large. Uh, struggle between uh, one of the national superpowers of the world and this this uh, incredibly corrupt uh, hotbed, the Ukraine, going on right now. We've got all everything, man. Is it, this is this is a, a pressure cooker, many recipes of disaster, like five courses of disaster recipes going on here, and they throw another another round of covid at everybody i mean that that uh people are already losing their noodles as it is uh, it's you know not good not good i want to uh you know make make a comment here that's maybe in a slightly different direction having to do with sort of what i do like making music videos and one of the recent ones uh that i made was uh was a sort of like beautiful country melodic tune that uh, had sort of like a, a fiddle, you know, tra- you know, a, a really strong like fiddle part that was uh, had some like tribal drums to it. And um, when I was thinking of what to come up for for the imagery to it, I I recalled, you know, uh, I thought of like you know one of those sort of like dancing native shamans, you know, and the, the sort of like garb that they wear. And all of that, and uh, you know, it, it reminded me of sort of like the stories that we had heard of, you know, when the uh, natives in America had been a lot of them wiped out, that they would, uh, you know, meet supposedly and and do these ghosts dances as they called them, and um, you know, dance around the fire, and uh, <clears throat> I guess to for whatever purpose it was to channel some spirits or to call out to what was transcendent to, to help them. And, um, I think that there's a reason behind, you know, where my mind went with that, that it's not by accident, you know, and not to say that things are going to get that bad here that quickly, but that, uh, you know, some, I think that there is something to there being a sort of, psychic weather to these things and um you know i i think we are obviously in very troubling times you know and and we're potentially going to be put more with our backs against the wall here and uh you know we should think of almost having a, a shamanic spirit you know looking to beyond all of this all this worldly control that they're trying to uh, trap us in and, you know, call forth something greater so that we can, uh, you know, continue to struggle against it. You know, I'm, I'm not going down squid game style. And uh, I know my brothers and sisters out there, the real rejects, you're not either. So, you know, we got to we gotta struggle in our soul and our spirit as much as we do 
in the material domain. That's right, man. We ain't going into no Hunger Games. We ain't going into no Squid Games. We ain't going into no Blade Runner. None of that crap. We're not doing any of that. We're not going into Total Recall. We're not going into Minority Report. We're not doing any of this fucking stupid shit. Uh, not without a fight, you know? Not without doing our best to uh, remain human and not let these ghouls that want to see these dystopic futures happen. So, yeah. And whoever's, whoever's at, in charge out there and listening, we ain't doing the War of the Worlds thing either, okay? No, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, first thing's fucking last. We're not, don't fucking do that War of the Worlds shit on us. We're not into that. We're not doing that. We're not doing District 9. We're not doing Elysium. None of that stuff. None of that stuff is uh, anywhere where we want to go, all right? We know, we know who Huxley was. We know who all these writers were. We know who they were associated with. We know that they didn't just pull this stuff out of their asses. And we see it unfolding in front of us. And I'm sorry, our, our, us and our listenership are not going to sit there and just let, you know, oh, well, oh, well, COVID happened. And then oops. And oh, well, uh, the financial bubbles burst. And then oops. And oh, uh, Putin, uh, oops. I guess you're all going to have to live like in a shithole country while we reorganize your planet, all right? Take away all your rights. Take away all of your property. Take away your culture. Nope, 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 and nope. None of that is going to work, and that should be a bipartisan international decision by humanity. I don't see why this is so fucking difficult to figure out, but uh, that is where we are, and that is probably where we will call it a night. I'll go around the room uh, one last time here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Mindspace. I'll look forward to hanging with you on the 420 stream. We will break the swear jar and uh, we won't get too crazy with everybody, at least with news stories. We'll see what happens with us uh, otherwise. But yeah, it was a great show tonight. Everybody check out Soul Purpose. Everybody check out all the video links that you'll find at alternatecurrentradio.com. Visit West Lexicon. Mindspace, over to you. Thanks for being here tonight. Yes, it's going to be uh, an awesome kung fu show that we'll have on 420. Not a hang, not a Shanghai show. Um, it'll be much better than that. But um, <laughs> we're you know, starving. We <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> With the despair broadcast. No, no, no. That, that's not what we're going to do. Uh, there will be. We'll, we will eat and drink and be merry. Um, and uh, so, yes. Uh, thank you for for commenting that you'll. Um, you know, to check out my show, Soul Purpose. And uh, tomorrow night, the broadcast will be uh, actually an interview that I did this morning with the gentleman over at PSYOP Cinema. Um, so that's sort of a, a special interview that's going to be up there. And uh, the listeners can tune into that tomorrow at, I believe it's 8 p.m. Central. Am I right there, Hesh? Um, you are correct. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, so 8 p.m. Central, um, check check it out. It was a really great show. We covered film, the history of cinema, the impractical import, you know, um, the occult esoterica. Um, we, we ran the gamut, and we really did a deep dive. So uh, I think the listeners are really going to appreciate that show. So uh, uh, thanks a lot tonight Hesh. all right awesome thank you mindspace thanks for all your time thanks for everything you do we appreciate you so much over to ruckus ruckus thanks for being here tonight over to you for any saved rounds final thoughts notes on uh 
the daily ruckus and uh, be sure and drive it home that people need to join us on 420. Oh, yeah. For fucking a sake, people, you better fucking be there. No, um, but for real, um, looking forward to it. We're going to try our hardest to break that swear jar. So um, please join us for um, what's going to be basically a nice and fun uh laid back i don't know what we would call it uh well it's gonna be 420 so (laughs) all i know is i'm probably not gonna remember it after it's done uh but thanks for having me um i've been having some difficulties obviously with my you know the daily ruckus thing the return of that on a daily basis but i've been squeezing them out when i can so apologies folks i do what i can when i can Bear with me. Sometimes um, I just don't want to rush through it and and put out a, a piece of crap uh, content just for the sake of doing it. I'd rather do something that matters. So um, I have something special for you guys tomorrow night, I promise. It's uh, mostly done already, but I'm going to put the bow on that this evening. Uh, maybe add a couple uh, layers of icing to the cake I'm baking tomorrow. Tune in for a conversation um, and some topics that I believe I technically have never spoken about before on my show. Uh, So look forward to you guys tuning into that. That should be airing after Soul Purpose tomorrow. Uh, Until then, um, ciao, everybody. May God bless each and every one of you, and may God save this republic. That's right. That's Ruckus, everybody. Thanks, Ruckus, for being here. Chopper, over to you, man. It was great having you with us tonight. Really appreciate you. Looking forward to hanging out next Wednesday if that works out, man. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good, dude. Um, Thanks for having me. It was a blast. I had a blast. Love hanging out with you guys. Love you guys. It was cool. And uh, looking forward to the next time we can hang out. Hell yeah, my friend. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Lovely sport. You feel free to chime in if you like. Otherwise, I will say sayonara to everybody on behalf of Spore and myself and Ruckus and Chopper and Infidel Pharaoh and Odd Man Out and Mark Anderson. It was great hanging with you guys tonight. What an epic show. My goodness. It ended up being a uh, a double-barreled uh, long show. Spore, your software muted if you did want to weigh in there. Um, I couldn't tell. But... Uh, Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that, uh, Hesher, you inspired me to get a, a fresh new episode of Anarchy with Spore out this weekend. Um, that Meshuga video that you shared with me today was, I think, may, may, may be my favorite music video of all time. Uh, and it reminded me of how much I love Meshuga. So I, I was thinking it'd be good to do a tribute to Meshuga. And then I realized we can only do three songs by a certain artist, but I think I can come up with something really good this weekend. Um, Meshuga inspired. All right. Nice. Please do hang out with us for some music on Saturday. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks for reminding me Saturday, starting at 2 PM central, we kick the tunes on. The tunes happen at mixcloud.com. We can't roll the tunes on Spreaker because Spreaker thinks that the listeners don't like music. <laughs> okay. It's you do know you do find humans that don't like music, but they're definitely not the normal ones uh or at least not the uh the majority of them. So anyways, we rock our mixtapes over at mixcloud.com and those notifications and links all go out in our Discord. So if you're not a member of our Discord, be sure and be one so that you get those notifications when we go live. Otherwise, just know that we're live 2 p.m. Central every Saturday. 
And uh, this show has been live also here at Alternate Current Radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm Hesher, and that was everybody on my team that you just heard tonight. Not everybody, but a lot of everybody. And I really appreciate all you everybody's hanging out with me here tonight. That goes for you listeners, too. We'll see you next time. That's it. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Oh, and also big thanks to Walk On Army, to Utility, and to Permanent Wave also. We'll uh, throw the Deep State Blues your way as we get out of here, and then uh, we'll cut the streams. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.